This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Kevin Samuels is the devil. First of all, I saw Kevin Samuels at the catching, airport. Yes, at the airport when I was leaving um in New York. And mm-hmm. I am screaming. Kendall is holding up a Michael Ty relationship goes. First of I all, okay. I got the workbook that goes with it too. I wait, okay. Okay. So you guys, welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. Again, you guys, this is a podcast for the constantly irritated individuals. We don't know what it is, but things get under our skin. Not enough to completely rattle us, but enough to be like, I need to go lay down or I need to put my phone on. Do not disturb. But you guys, as always, I am your host, Sydney, sharing the latest and greatest in the details of what has gotten on my nerves this week and you guys I finally have some exciting news like I know y'all like what could she possibly say but I've outdone myself y'all I (laughs) this girl is hilarious I am happy to say that I have a co-host for a few upcoming episodes. Yeah. I am joined by Kendall. Yes, Kendall. Um, she has been on a few other episodes. It's been great. She reached out to me and proposed the idea. And I was like, wait a second. I need this. This is what is needed. Y'all been listening to me for a while. I feel like y'all should listen to me with somebody else interviewing other people who also has hilarious takes on things quite similar to my own perspective so again I am happy to have Kenny here with me go ahead get yourself a little introduction let the people know who you are you know the way you just hyped me up made me emotional um but hey y'all I'm back oh what's that one what's that one saying surprise bitch thought you saw the last of me um but I'm back because I too want to start my own podcast so I thought why not do a couple episodes of co-hosting with Sydney and see if I'm really cut out for this life she is she is if you know anything about Kendall you know she is she is a commentator on everything you watch the ig stories you all keep up with the espresso martini like you know you know it's always something she is up to something so again i am happy to have her joining me um two black women professionals who love to talk trending topics things going on in life friendships relationships so forth i mean y'all not already been here with me so get used to it you're hearing another voice but you guys let's jump in to the very first segment of the show we have fed up up, fuck up. up. look see see I brought the perfect person on. Like, I don't even have to tell her. She just knows. But (laughs) for any new listeners, this segment is basically where we get that stress off from the week. We talk about what has gotten under our skin, what has annoyed the hell out of us. Um, When new guests arrive, we ask them what has them fed up or fucked up because that's the best way to get to know somebody. But I'm going to start off. Kenny, I know you got something for me, girl. What (laughs) has you fed up or fucked up this week? So I got two things. I'm going to go with personal and professional. Um, Getting into the nitty gritty. First off, I can tell you work in agency because you said latest and greatest. (laughs) But 
I'm going to start off with personal. I would say dating definitely has me, I would say fed up, but I'm going to go with what has me fucked up is in the professional realm of long, getting back to work after long holiday weekends. It is honestly the hardest thing in the world. And it's like, we had, I took Friday off as like an FTO date, but then getting Mm -hmm. back to work today after having Monday off and still trying to get back into the swing (laughs) of things after the holiday break. Oh Lord, I swear. It's hard because I feel like for me, like on a Friday or Thursday before any holiday weekend, my mind is already on the weekend. It is. It's like a detonator. It is slowly ticking down the time that it knows exactly when to stop working. And I can't switch it back on. So Friday, I had like a meeting. They wanted to have like a meeting at four o'clock. I promise you, I don't know how fully present I was in the meeting or what was said. I just know we had a meeting. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. I could not tell you what the meeting was about, what account, who was on the call. Just know I had it because I said, why would they do this? (laughs) can we not talk about this on Tuesday I know my thing is like it's always that day before you're about to go on a long weekend or have the day off that like for some reason is the busiest day for you and it's for me it was like getting every material in before I had to have somebody cover for me Mm -hmm. and I literally woke up on the day that I have off in like a panic like did I get everything into like the people who are covering for me like all of that And I was like, dang. But then the other day I was standing in my friend's apartment. I was literally standing there staring at the wall. And I was like, I remembered I had to go back to work today. And I was was like, wow, I'm a grown woman with a career. Like I have this my every day. And there's no summer break, like college. Like when I had a break, I was like, there's no break. Like, and it hit me. And I was like, now, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why did I willingly do this to myself? Um, but you know, it's, it's a blessing. Deep it is. Guys, but. It is because like, I enjoy what I do. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, we're just expected to be on 24 seven. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like working in a field such as ours, we both work in public relations, communications, mass media. Mm-hmm. It's always something going on. It never stops. It never pauses. It never takes a break. So you're always thinking about new things. People randomly hitting you up about stuff. Even now, I find myself like critiquing stuff I see on social media that are like ads and campaigns and looking at influencers. And I'm like, Sydney, read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I, because I work in email marketing. So I'll look at emails that come in my inbox that are like from clothing brands that I like or like deals from like anything that I enjoy. And prior to like this job, I used to love like combing through my email and seeing like my offers. Like I check my email multiple times a day. Now, like I'll see an email come through and I'll be like, oh, I like this master framework or else like I'll look at the subject line. I'll look at the pre-header text. Like I'm deciphering everything. Like before I was where I was at now, I was working in sport. Mm -hmm. And the first thing my manager, my boss said to me, like, the first day of my internship when I started off in sports was like, you'll never watch a game the same again. You can't and enjoy anything. <laughs> no. Cause you know, like every, especially going through like game time minutes, like, you know, like every single minute is on the dot, but mm-hmm. I was in sponsorship. So I'm looking at like all the banners that come through. Like I'll never look at any game the same because I'll, I'll think about like, Oh, I know how much this person paid for this. Like I know how much like getting X, Y, and Z to happen was, So that's the same thing with work too, is like, especially when you work more in like the social media component or like stuff that comes up on the TV or like online video, 
like you probably will never look at it the same because you'll think about like but you know what I do try to do when I have friends that are interested in being like some sort of influencer or like making some sort of money or promoting something I'm always like go for it but put 110% behind it you need to make sure your content is niche. Like, don't think whatever niche you have, nobody will be looking for it because I promise you there is some sort of community out there that wants you to be a part of it and that brands you're going to likely tap into. Like, even with all of um the recent, like, fragrance people, you can I cannot open Instagram without seeing people talking about the best vanilla perfume, the latest <laughs> launch. Um, I'm so guilty of that. But two, I'm not a person that easily falls into marketing. Like I'll see stuff and then I'll move on. But it's something about them fragrance people, the way they describe the scents. Yeah. I'm like, great, I'm going to be smelling scrumptious. I don't know. I feel like it comes down to also the type of influencers you follow mm-hmm. on social media. So I'll see, like, I think working in the area that we do, well, it gives us the ability to want if we wanted to like become an influencer, like we know essentially what works and what doesn't. I think finding your niche, like you mentioned, and like finding a component to like narrow in on is the hardest part because I like so many things. So I can't just like pitch myself to a brand and mm-hmm. be like, this is me. Whereas mm-hmm. like a lot of the influencers I seem to follow are like, they used to be kind of fashion heavy. Now it's like skincare heavy, like luxury skincare, luxury makeup, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when it comes down to like my scent and the fragrance that I'm using, I can see how much of it was built and adapted on like the person that I follow. Like, you'll never see me wear, like, uh, what is it? An Amazing Grace by Philosophy again. Like, I'll be in, like, a, a Le Labo. Or I used to be really into, like, <laughs> that's probably my favorite one right now. Because it's honestly, which is the saddest part, it's a little bit more affordable against their, like, other competitors. But it's more, like, I like ASAP and, like, ASAP and Le Labo because they're more earthy kind of centered, which I feel like- They have great packaging too. I feel like that's a part of the marketing too with a lot of scents. Mm -hmm. If the bottle is sexy, I want it. Like I need this. It's it's gorgeous. It kind of adds to the like decor of whatever area you put it in. Cause I see like so many people have their perfumes in different ways. So it's almost like home decor. I don't know. It's so much going on. I love it. It's the same reason why people buy like, like the, I'm going to say the name wrong. I say it wrong all the time, but like Diptyque, it's the same reason why people buy their candles because they can be like jewelry. Like you can put your jewelry in like the smaller ones or the larger ones. Like mm-hmm. I had like a mini candle and I use, I put all my earrings in it or I put all my rings in it. And so I use that for that. And it's like a nice little decor piece. Like that's why people buy expensive candles. It's because of what they're held in. Mm-hmm. add it as a piece or like people will use it as like a, a drink like a glass after which I can't wrap my head around like drinking out of something that once held a wax candle but it could be used as like a makeup brush holder like stuff like that interesting I know like I said I I'm definitely a person getting more into the fragrance arena but I'm still just so interested because I feel like it's a market for it so mm-hmm. many people like so many different fragrances. So like you said, when you find an influencer that kind of speaks to like, I don't know, I feel like our tastes align, like we would have similar tastes. So mm-hmm. you're taking their recommendations, like you're fully considering it. Cause I'm definitely a person, I feel like in the past, 
I follow way more influencers than as of recently. I just like unfollowed some of them. So many. Be- but too, of- like you said, their content has changed. So I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like I'm the right audience for this. Like I used to love Alyssa Ashley, who oh, does yeah. like the makeup. I used to but- I look like them all the time, the twins. And I they- posted a picture saying like, oh, like I'm the third sister. And she commented on it and was like, hard eyes. Like, and I was a little shook by it, but- First of all, okay, so they're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. So it makes sense. I I just loved all of their makeup videos because to me, I was like, they're doing it the best. When I want to see some makeup, I need to see the makeup. I want HD pores. I want you to show me what you look like before the makeup too. So yeah. I cannot be deceived. Like, oh, she got on a filter or oh, and I like lighting's kind of hyperpigmentation and acne. Like the both of them, like actually they didn't have like that glass skin. Mm-hmm. They had like, same with Jackie Ina. And I think that's why I really, really liked her videos at one point in my life is that she worked hard for good skin, but she never had like the like completely pure Botox. Because too, these we're connecting to them because we're like these they're presenting a a real aspect Mm -hmm. behind the product. Like so many times we see models like I'm a person. I love makeup. But when I was younger, I was obsessed with makeup. And I know I was obsessed with makeup because I freaking asked for Christmas one year. I don't know if you remember this, but Sephora used to have a fat ass book and it had all of their products in it and it told you how to use it. I somehow convinced my mom to buy it for me. It's like the oldest products you can think of or in the book. I'm like, I don't even think they make most of these like products anymore. But back then they only use models. Like you said, you didn't see anybody with acne or hyperpigmentation or bags. Mm-hmm. barely anybody black you just saw some white girls honestly it and on. it used to get so the hardest thing, thing I think like in college was I had really bad acne up until my a little bit before my 24th birthday and mm-hmm. I had like very big hyperpigmentation and it was always on my forehead because of like working out and like all like I would pick at it mm-hmm. and then most sun exposure happened there like it was just my forehead was always out and I think watching people's YouTube videos and them being like light foundation and concealer and powder people like used to drive me insane. And she's like, I can't do this. This right. I'm just look like I got acne and then I put powder on it. Like what? hundred percent. And like, I didn't realize, like I, I was aware of how I looked, but then like looking back on it, like you see it and you're like, why didn't anybody like just normalize it in a way? And I look at like the beauty standards now. And I mean, over COVID and quarantine, the original like lockdown, I was obsessed with like the Vogue Beauty Secrets videos. I was obsessed with like Harper Bazaar, get ready with me or go to bed with me. And I would look at all these celebrities and they have like the most perfect skin. And I try to take notes on like what to do. And then the reality of it is, is like, you kind of just have to like bite the bullet and like go to a dermatologist. Cause that's exactly what they're doing. I was going to say, that's all they're doing. That's why to me, I don't like celebrity skincare brands. I'm sorry. Riri. No, I don't trust them. I love, I love, <laughs> like, I love Fenty. I love the lip gloss. The makeup is bomb, but skincare, I was just iffy on Fenty only because I'm like, with me, but I'm just, yeah, like, I always break out like my worst. Oh, really? Acne, yeah. Like the worst breakout I think I've ever had where it left the most scarring was because of Fenty foundation. Ooh. And, it and see, I haven't used, ever. I haven't used her foundation. I can mm-hmm. say that. So I can't speak for that, but I do love lip gloss, highlighter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
contour sticks but I have heard people say things about the foundation I just knew when it was time for like the skincare line very hesitant yeah because I feel like she wouldn't even use it like Rihanna (laughs) has beautiful skin but I was the product line and the range being like what three or four products and some of them are double duty like two-in-ones I was like I can't see her being like a two-in-one person or like a moisturizer mix but you know she's getting a facial like every other week if she does get any sort of pimple who knows she might go get laser treatment for it like and that goes for like Lori Harvey's skincare line now you know what wait a second sister wait a second no I'm kidding (laughs) um but I actually did hear from um a woman who is an esthetician she mm-hmm. does like her facial mist. She did do a review of her product line and she liked the facial mist only because of the ingredient. But yes, I'm also yeah. hesitant with her stuff too. She's gorgeous, but I'm like, well, it's also like Kylie's skin was literally shit. Like, oh, uh, no, I'm not. No. And Kylie's, first of all, thing. didn't she have a walnut scrub? Yeah. And I, everybody knows that's the one thing you don't use on your face. Like St. Ives? No. And that's why. <laughs> I can't believe I ever went through like a Lush phase or a St. Ives phase when the reality like Lush is like good for your body, but not for your face. To me, I feel like what people do a lot of times, we got to do a whole skincare episode, but I (laughs) promise you, I feel like what people do a lot of times is they override the fact that since a product has natural ingredients and does not have chemicals, that it is somehow better for you. But the thing is, yes. you can still have a reaction to anything natural. Poison ivy is natural. You cannot put that on your fucking face. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the one thing that made me so mad is because like people will come to me for like skincare advice. And yes, I do I- the same. <laughs> I feel bad saying this because I feel like if this person lists, they're going to know exactly who they are. Um, but they came to me and they sent me a picture, like a screen grab of two different retinol gummies. And I was kind of like, that doesn't like, that doesn't make any sense to have a retinol gummy because retinol isn't something like you physically ingest. Mm -hmm. It's literally like a topical that soaks into your skin. And I was like, there's no point of marketing a retinol gummy when at that point, like if you're looking for that, you might as well take like a combination of vitamin A, vitamin C, like an E. And I'm D. sure by the time your body like it doesn't digest and breaks down. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a medication. No. And that's why I get so annoyed with like actual like natural skincare routines, because the reality is, is that what you're like putting on your face is like a natural skincare routine would be more beneficial to eat in terms of like helping your skin than it is actually putting it on your face. Like whenever people like take like Cardi B's hair mask routine, that's like the avocado, like the eggs, like all of that. You can easily just buy something that's a protein treatment for your hair that has actual chemicals that you don't have to do the same. (laughs) And ingest that into your body, what you're going to put in your hair, because having like those natural fats and like folic acids are going to help that what you're trying to do. If anything, your hair hair is dead. When it grows out, it's already dead. So it's like, what's the like what is that gonna do it's nourishing it but it's like not and even then I think they said like even though avocado and eggs have protein it's not the kind of protein like you said that can be broken down into the fibers of your hair like when you think about the hair shaft what's needed to penetrate it no because first of all I know my hair my hair is dark as hell my eyebrows are dark as hell my hair is also blonde it takes a lot to bleach my hair 
Yeah. Because my hair is so dark. Like literally my beautician is like, okay, I'm going to color it now and lift it, put some toner on it. It's going to be a little, you know, blonde, come back, baby, end of the week, not end of the week, like maybe four weeks. I'm going to go back over it. And then boom, you got it. Yeah. Like that's how it was when I was going blonde is like the issue with mine. And I feel like a lot of it comes with the upkeep though, too. Like it's one thing as a stylist, it's another thing as the person who has to upkeep it. Like, and I can say like the reason why I was only blonde for such a short amount of time is that it's genuinely so hard. And being that my hair is one dark, two curly and three, like I do put heat on it. Like that's just the triple quad. Like you just can't Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. there's no way to healthy, to be healthy and maintain that Mm -hmm. without like consistent, like salon visits. You have to have consistent salon visits. You have to go to the same stylist so they can actually pay attention to your hair. Like, oh, your hair looks a little dry. Maybe yeah. time for a deep condition or, hey, let me just go ahead and snip these dead ends. But mm-hmm. I know it was always funny to me when I would meet people who would be like, oh, I want to go blonde or I went blonde, but my hair fell out. And I'm like, girl, huh? your hair fell out because you dyed it. Then you yeah. went and got a sew-in Then you took your sew-in out and then you got a wig what do you think your hair is doing up under all of- and it's also <laughs> not moisturizing it. who's not going to like say it to appease you and just be honest like I don't think you'll ever reach that level bro my stylist keeps it all the way with me like Sydney what are you doing even sometimes I'll come here with my hair curly and I'm like can I get my color and she's like what are you doing what are you doing? <laughs> I sw- I watched a tiktok this morning of Lotto's hair and she got these big like, Lotto she got tape and extensions and their extensions are literally the same length as her natural hair. And Maybe like it's for fullness. It probably is because it wasn't like, you know how your hair looks after a silk press where it's literally not full. Mm-hmm. And so that's like what she did after. But her natural hair, like the length one is beautiful. I don't know if that's her natural color, but whatever it is, is beautiful. Is it like brown, like sandy brown? She's so like- pale. I yeah. would feel like her hair is light. It's like an too. ash blonde. Yeah, but her hair is, she's so probably dark. just because she's so fair. Like I had a friend like that in high school. Um, she was, now she was actually brown skinned, but her hair was so pretty because it was like a sandy brown. So when she would dye it, I'm like, you just look like you got naturally blonde hair. Like you're black, right. but it looks really natural and healthy. Yeah, there's a girl who I was her orientation leader where it's like that. And it's like the most beautiful thing. Like I was literally staring at her hair color and I was like, I want this so bad. But like the cost. Wow, I'm fighting for my life. Oh my God. It would be like $300 plus a session, probably like 500. Yeah. But you know what though? They coming out the woodworks. If you want to get your hair done, one day I'm going to make the trip to the Mecca of hair. Atlanta you know what yeah like I've visited my family there and done stuff but I'm going specifically one time to Mm -hmm. have a salon experience in Atlanta and I know our listeners are probably like y'all didn't say a hell of a lot of stuff but still y'all get the point y'all get the point (laughs) um moving on to the make it make since segment of this show so we can talk about dating in the photo oh no we're bringing this up now because we needed to make sense so for all of our new listeners this is the main segment you know the juice the body uh of the show where we get into it but this week Kenya and I have been having a very interesting conversation about dating 
you know, expectations that you have out of dating experiences, as well as why, you know, why, why are men so lazy? And I'm not talking about, you know, my boys out there. I'm talking about these like very heterosexual, just (laughs) misogynistic, just terrible bodies floating around. Like, it makes no sense. I don't, I feel like, I I know if you gay and bi men, and I don't get those vibes that they're lackluster when they like somebody or when they're trying to like pursue somebody. But I could, I could be wrong, could be wrong. But anywho- I would like to know on that one too. That's a conversation topic I would love to have with a man who is like, bye. Just be like, what's the difference of like pursuit? You know? I could. I don't want to speak from a stereotypical point of view at all. But I definitely feel like when men pursue other men, they're a little bit more aggressive. Because I can't see a man paying attention to somebody who is not going all out. I've you know? seen a lot of my like like gay male friends who they're, they're always on dates like they're getting taken out and it's that's the thing is that like I feel like heterosexual men like don't put that much emphasis on like taking you out to like dinner they're kind of like drinks like that's always the go-to first of all I don't want to be that bitch to do this but I am um so I saw a tweet y'all per usual. And a lady said, oh my gosh, I went on a date recently. And I, I was, no, she said, I was planning to go on a date recently. And a guy was like, and I said to the guy, uh, what's your budget? She asked him and he was like, what's my budget? Like, who have you been on a date with before? Like, I'm taking you out. I'm covering everything. What do you mean? And she was like, oh, you don't even want to know. And I'm like, okay. So I have to say about that one. So, the girls are asking that? Okay, so here's the difference that I see with that one. As somebody who has dated more white men than I have my share of black men, I would say that's such a like thing with like dating white men is that they definitely have a budget. Like, not that they're like, no, I will say some are definitely cheap and some definitely are very outward about like, mm-hmm. I prefer to save money. Or like, I prefer to like X, Y, and Z thing. Like they openly talk about finances, like on the first day. I have never and, been on the date with a white guy. I have to do this now. To but I see it like with my friends who like consistently like date black men. Mm-hmm. They like go on dates. Like I just had a friend who she might kill me for saying this, but <laughs> I just had a friend where the guy literally drove from Minneapolis, took her bowling and took her out to lunch. That date for him, probably in all togetherness, was like a hundred, maybe. I don't know. She didn't tell me, but it's like you think about that stuff, like, especially if you want somewhere nice to go bowling, like go to a lucky strike, it's easily a hundred dollars just for two people. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's a first date. I always see that my friends having like the most luxurious, like nice, like little first dates. And I would go as far to say, like, that's literally any man of color that has done that for them. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I got my little like drinks or like come overs, like all that stuff. So it's, it's, I genuinely notice a significant difference. Interesting. Yeah. And it's That's like, interesting. I haven't had many issues with like going on a date and somebody do, I like, I've only had one experience with a guy where he invited me somewhere and it was like, 
oh, I don't know, like, I can't cover you or whatever. You got to cover yourself. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Just don't ever ask me out again. And mm-hmm. so forth. But I've never had like a guy be like, oh, I have a budget for this. If anything, I need you to come ready. Not so much to spend. Like, one, I live in St. Louis. There are a few things to do that are expensive, but it's not like I'm a go, like we go go all out and really do it big. Like, okay, boo, we didn't went to Top Golf. You didn't buy me dinner. We didn't got drinks and play the game, play some rounds. Like, okay, you did spend some money, but in St. Louis, you can do a lot more on a budget. So I can't even see a man coming here and being cheap. Like, baby, stay where you at. That's how I feel about Chicago, though, is that like, I was just texting you about this, that like, I have a friend, her mom was telling me, like, to go off the rule that like, her, she has that like, first dates don't spend any money, like nobody spends anything. And I was like, how does that work? But then I thought about it. And I was like, she lives in Idaho. So that was the idea. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm sure it's very easy. Like y'all can go hiking, y'all can do X, Y, yeah. but like, the same can apply in Chicago, though. Like, Literally, if you live in Illinois, you can get into the Art Institute for free. You can go there. You can literally like, there's just every, there's an opportunity to literally have a spending list date. There's also opportunity to have a date where you don't have to drink in Chicago. Like there's a date, Mm -hmm. like everything. So I feel like when I get stuff that's like any ideas because you don't have X, Y, and Z, like you're not thinking like, it's literally like, it's like a thing where you're like, okay, well, I want to see you again. But mm-hmm. I don't want to have to like actually think about this and plan it out. But I don't get guys who do that. Like no. I can see, I can see if you didn't live where I live. Like for instance, I've hung out with a few guys who lived in another state. So when they came to St. Louis to hang out, they're like, I don't live here. Like, do you have any ideas of some stuff? Like I mm-hmm. could think of some stuff I like to do, but you know what do you really know that's like cool to hit up or anything like that so I'll tell them and I'm fine with that but like you said where is the effort you are supposed to want to sweep me off of my feet (laughs) it's just also dating with intention like I feel like that's mainly primarily like what I'm looking for right now is like I want everything to have intention like because I would approach a situation the same way like if it was really like ball was in my court to have planned this like second date then mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, well, here's what we could do because I know of X, Y, and Z thing. So it's like, there's an intention there where I'm like, okay, well, like, here's how we're going to spend time next because I want to see you again. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like even to say like any ideas or like anything like that, like there's no intention there. So I feel like it's no nice intention to like, you seeing you. I feel like the intention is more of the quick, easy, like casual shit. Like, oh, well, you can come over. But even then, why do men feel so comfortable just inviting women over? What if I rob you? What if you like right. come over and I'm like, sure. Y'all ain't heard Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne. Now, what if, what if I, what if I did rob you? That's your fault. Cause you felt comfortable inviting me over the first time you met me. Like you don't know what anybody could do just coming over to your house. You like go you to don't know. And I could rob you in hindsight and walk out. Rob you. And whose fault is that? yours do your drugs like it's so many opportunities that you just don't know if somebody could take advantage of you but I guess maybe it's because they're men they think oh a woman's not gonna do anything so I'm fine if she comes over but I've I've definitely never been that comfortable like if a guy's like oh you know we should link up sometime or hang out I'm like 
yeah let me know when like at a restaurant or out it's also like guys who have never seen me before like they have no proof that I'm real and they're like I'm over I'm like I could be a different person at your doorstep so it's like do y'all even care about yourself they don't they don't mean but I feel like some men date like that some men don't like I'm trying to think most of the guys that I've dated or talked to like had a fling wit I met while I was out with like another friend or they've been like a friend of a friend so it was never just like you know what we started from scratch like I still know some details about you so I try to give them the benefit of a doubt even though sometimes it could still very much go left um <laughs> I still try to be like okay you know if you're really trying to talk to me you got to take me somewhere I'm sorry we got to do something we have to have some but I'm the type of person too I don't mind being with my significant other alone, but I have friends. So more than likely, if we're hanging out, I'm going to bring you around my damn friends. Like, oh, you want to meet? Oh, can can I come over for drinks? Okay, bet. My homegirl with me. Where your homeboys? Like, we not going to make this just to meet yeah. anything and I'm feeling uncomfortable and by myself with you. No, like my friends need to come along. It's also like, if you really fuck with somebody, you're going to want them to like be around other people that you enjoy so that's another aspect too because you can really see how people are and my best friend oh my god Chris Kristen did this to me all the time with COVID and stuff we haven't gone out like that just because everything is shut down Omorion's running through the streets stuff like that <laughs> but In that red jacket her being my best friend she would be like oh yeah I met this guy like I'm interested in him you know I want to go out with him but I don't want to go by myself. He has a friend. Do you want to go? Like we're going out to eat or we're going to the movies. So most of the time I'm tagging along. I honestly enjoy being a third wheel. Let's bring that up. Third wheeling is fun because technically in a lot of scenarios and I think about it, I was never a third wheeling because they would always have a homeboy or a friend and I just wasn't interested. But I'm like, he cool. <laughs> and he paying for stuff like we can get along. I like this. I would get jealous, honestly. Like, that's the problem. Is really? I have a blast, like, third Willie. <laughs> not like of the person that, like, my friend is with. No, oh. I would get jealous that, like, I'm single. <laughs> I'd get so sad. I'd be looking around and be like, can y'all stop touching? See, I'd just be off. First of all, I'm the friend who usually gets off into something, and then y'all have to come focus on me. Like, my friend was literally, we were out, oh my God, this was years ago, but we were out with this guy she liked and his friend was there and we all went out and we had gone out with them before, but that particular night, I don't know what got into my body or what, but I just drank, <laughs> I just kept drinking and we were getting ready to go out and have you ever been sitting somewhere and you're waiting on everybody to get ready and say, let's get in the car that you just like... Just like, you know, I'm gonna just mm -hmm. keep pouring. And yeah. literally by the time we got to the bar, I was like toppling over. So they had to take care of me the whole night. That's how they bonded. <laughs> That's how, you know, I've always thought I would I took care of myself. I might be wrong, but yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I like third willing, but back to the point of, seeing people put efforts into dates again like you said Ooh, I don't even wait, think wait. it's 
I want to revisit the previous because this was a conversation I had this summer with this one guy where he was talking about if you are dating a girl. So it's like their boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And she Mm -hmm. has a best friend and Mm -hmm. y'all all all hang out together. Y'all go to dinner out together or something. Do does he, the boyfriend, pay for his girl and her best friend? Uh, if it's nothing super expensive, then yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking about it. I was like, that's no big deal. And then I also was like, if it's your girl's best friend's birthday, like, and y'all going out to dinner, like I could see you paying for her dinner too. Like, it's not like, I don't know. So I, I have a, I have a friend who um, I'm not going to say her name, but she was dating a guy for a while and he came to visit her because he lived in a separate state than she did. And he tried to do, well, he didn't try to do that, but he was being cheap. And I don't like cheap men. Nobody likes cheap men. Let me say that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes cheap men. If you are a cheap man, keep to yourself. Log but off for me. Log, do, do something else. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But basically they had ordered food and her roommate was like, oh, can you pick me up something too? And again, very cheap. It was some cheap food. Mm-hmm. They Uber eats it, whatever. He's hassling her like, when your roommate go give me my money for it. When your roommate go give me the money. And she like, God damn, like, she gonna pay you back? Like, it's that big of a deal? Could you have not just asked her? Like, why don't you even offer to go get the food? Right. Like, don't even ask. Like- but the thing is, I feel like when men do stuff like that, though, it annoys the fuck out of me. Because I honestly, like, when I look at myself in, like, dating, I could honestly see me as, like, the type to, like, buy shit for, like, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I, not, like, a whole lot of stuff, but, like, there was one guy who I hung out with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, like, a date. Like, like we literally, like, watched Netflix. <laughs> what? That sounds very promiscuous. Um, but I was, I was hungry, and I had literally just gotten paid. And I hadn't eaten anything like, and I went over there and I was like, do you want to split a pizza? And he was like, yes, like a hundred percent, let's do it. And then he was like, oh, my roommate like wants something from here too. Like he asked if he asked his roommates, like if they wanted anything and keep in mind, like, had I not gotten paid like that day, I would have been like, slow your fucking roll. Um, but because I did like probably 30 minutes before I went over, no, I literally was there. And then my paycheck came through the <laughs> deposit. So it was like 15 minutes. I felt rich. You're like, boom, like, let's get it. You want pizza? You want caviar? Steak? Like, ribeye? You want me to feed the homies? Okay. But he literally was like, um, oh, he wants something. And I was like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. And then so I, he was like, I'll pay for it. Like he was going to Venmo me. And I was like, okay, like, I didn't even think twice. I just ordered it. And then when it came, he was like, oh, let me know how much I owe you. And I don't know why in that minute I got like weird secondhand embarrassment. I was like, why do I need to tell him? Like, I don't want to tell him like anything like that. Cause I didn't want it to be a thing where like the point it was too high. And he was like, oh, like, you know, cause the order was like 54 or $56 because of his roommate's pizza on top of it. And I didn't want him to be like, oh, like, that's a lot. Like, but he didn't even flinch. He was just like, okay. Like he like just did the calculation on his own. And he was like, okay, sent it over. And I mean, literally asked his roommate for less money than how much it was. But I was like, that's his fault in the end way. He gets chipped, not me. Um, 
but it was even then that moment like I was scared to be him to be like oh like that's a lot of money like are you sure that that's right like something like that we're in, in reality in reality like had he just not asked I probably wouldn't have gotten twice first of all you are a better person than me because literally there have been times when I've hung out with guys and they piss me off and I'm like if we hang out again I'm taking his phone I'm cash apping myself some money because <laughs> what this is like like I have to be reimbursed for having my time wasted but I feel like with things like that I'm definitely with you if I'm gonna pay for something I'm gonna pay for something and two because I want to yeah it's because I want to but the thing that kills me about men like there are so many men that I know that want to be big spenders but don't have it so then when you actually ask them about it then they try to throw it back on you like yeah well you trying to use me to get a meal or you're trying to use me to do something and it's like that guy that I bought the pizza well, not even, I'm not even gonna say I bought the pizza for because we split it. So like, mm-hmm. and honestly, it wasn't even that. The pizza day. Yeah. And, it, and for some people would be like, oh, why didn't he send you the whole thing back? Like he damn near sent me the whole thing back. It was literally just a $10 difference. But like, I really, I didn't think twice about it, but I think it's because of the conversation we had beforehand where he like had moved to Chicago for grad school. And he's like, I literally have no job. Like I'm going to be living off my savings while I'm here in Chicago. And when he told me that over text, I was like, why are you telling me this? But I, that's why I think I was kind of just like, I don't care. Like if you Mm -hmm. pay me back in Mm -hmm. that moment, because the difference was like, we had had different conversations. Like he's literally here for grad school. Like anything he does is going to be part-time where it's like, Mm -hmm. I have a full-time salary job. Like but there are so many men that either will say that and do the opposite. Like, we'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to do this. Then they're like, okay, I got on my V-Lance shirt. Like, you know, like, I, got honestly, the, yeah. I got the Balenciagas. Like, yeah. you like, it's something, the math, not math. It's not making 100%. sense. It's not adding up. Um, Or sometimes you'll have men who kind of do this thing where it's like they want you to feel bad for them being in this predicament. Therefore, that's why they can't do whatever it said for you. And it's like, well, how about you just focus on that instead of trying to be in my face? Like if I'm a man and I'm and I really don't have my bag together, I'm scraping by. Why would I be pursuing women? Like I need to get my shit together there. I have other things to focus on. And that also was the thing, too, is that like immediately after, like we didn't really we never hung out again after that day. And we talked like briefly after. But between then Mm-hmm. in like that time and whenever the last conversation was like obviously we we met on hinge so obviously mm-hmm. i see his profile updates and literally he changed the topic of like i'll buy you i'd buy you a drink if you and the his response was like if you ask nicely and then he put his venmo in his instagram bio so i was kind of like that kind of gave me the hit ick. like i'm not gonna lie like i do that yes i will like adamantly put my Venmo out there whatever but for seeing a man do it I don't know wait a second wait a second only one of us in this relationship will be will be posting their cash app I definitely post my cash app yeah but it's because we're cute like there's a difference but first of all one dude tried to say this on Facebook I posted my cash app because I was like "Ooh, send a black woman five dollars for her coffee today and he was like yeah "Yeah, bark ass and got five dollars and I'm like yo big ugly ass First of all, I said your big ugly ass came to my Facebook status to say this. 
But I'm like, go bother your mom. Where is your mama? And I know you don't have a girlfriend. You have to type that. Is the same time it would have taken to go on to Apple Pay and send it over. And so, either way, it didn't matter because somebody else sent it. So right, period. It's just the reality of it is, is that like, I don't know. I just I, there's something about like I took but two. But two, I feel like the thing that we know, too, is you meet so many men who aren't cheap. Like, I've met plenty of guys and going places who are like, oh, your friend with you. Oh, okay, yeah, I can get her a drink. Or, oh, what y'all both drinking? Or, and that's just not my guy friends, though. Like, that's not even anybody I'm romantically with. My friends do the same thing. You want a drink? You want something to eat? Right. I have a guy friend who literally will be like, drinks on me. Or like all this stuff. So I'm just kind of like. As they should. Men go to war. Men build stuff. And men should pay for stuff. That's how it goes. I'm sorry. I like am in that sorry. same breath, I'll adamantly be like, I'm a woman who makes money who doesn't need a man. No, and I'm then, not saying all of that. <laughs> at the same point. No, but I'll literally be like, okay, so you're like. I don't know. It's just the craziest thing. But I also like, I think talking finances on a first date is just like not it. That's scary. I, but you know what, though? There are people who have said they have asked people on the first date how much money do they make. And I'm like, what? And they answered you? It's a weird thing to me, too, because it's like you could have a job where you don't make a lot in salary, but the benefits outweigh the salary. You can just be a person who that person can be financially responsible and still be stable and live within their means. Yeah, because it's it's just also I don't know. I feel like people put too much of their status and their personality behind their salary and still be corny. You can have a lot of money and be very corny and a terrible person. No social skills. Terrible. Anybody who claims and like anybody who adamantly makes two streams of income, their personality is the worst type of person. Those are the forex people, the stock mm-hmm. market people. Day like, like uh, you know what? I am glad. I am happy that you are bringing in this money that you are able to afford a living for yourself. But please, like, find some other form of personality because you're not it's cool. Also, like, read the room. Like, people are struggling <laughs> to even find a singular job, and you want to make it harder for them to buy. Say, like, add to. But I feel like people have such a perception in their head about people who make money that they think, oh, if I make this type of money, then I'm going to be that person in reality. And it's like, no, no, that's not how it goes across. You can be somebody who has a lot of money and dress country, for example. um, Oh, my gosh. Me and my friends always crack jokes about her. She's a celebrity though, but I'm like, why does she wear these outfits? Um, Keisha Kaor, Gucci Mane's wife. She's oh. gorgeous. Keisha's gorgeous, but her outfits, I just be like, that's like the one fashion trend I'm ready to for it to like be over is like BBL fashion. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. That's so irritating. First of all, if you get a BBL, you don't even need clothes. Just wear a swimsuit wherever you go. Cause that's what I, I would do. <laughs> I want a skinny BBL. I want Lori Harvey's. First of all, I definitely, I don't, what did she get done? Like, I feel like she works out and she takes care of herself, but I'm sure she's had a little. They call it like, I saw the surgeon that allegedly did like all the Kardashian Jenner sisters. 
either calls it like a C curve or an S curve mm-hmm. instead of a BBL, but he does it like a you could have a version where you have like more ass or it's like proportionate to like ass and like boob ratio and then like that's why I think the S comes in but then the C is like supposed to be like the ass like I was watching at like 5 a.m and I was scrolling through the IG and I was like it was the most incredible thing to look at though because I saw literally every single celebrity's body not of them but like Mm -hmm. the inspiration there I'm afraid I would be too afraid to go under the knife like I had a nightmare me and my best friend got our bodies done and I was in the hospital and it was like what did you do and I was like I don't know am I gonna die it has to be worth it like in the long run it's just the recovery like the recovery and maintenance yeah I feel like the big that's the huge thing the maintenance is just your diet there's no like keeping up with going to the gym and your diet so you have to maintain the regimen but Mm -hmm. it's really the recovery thing I think for me because I feel like that's the worst part to any type of you don't want to be you don't want to be planking on the plane coming home from the when I was coming home from LA there was a woman in front of me who got a BBL and literally they said so many times like the seatbelt sign is on and she was still like huddled over the seat (laughs) And at one point we were experiencing turbulence and she was in the bathroom with her baby wipes. So I thought she was going to die. It was just, see, just that so sounds like, like a it lot. looked uncomfortable. Like it looked extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's the only thing I, I, if I am going to spend, if I'm going to spend some money to really get something done, I'm buying like really expensive facials. Like I want to do a facial where they take the blood out and then they micro needle it into your face. Oh, like the PC something. Yeah. Like I want to do stuff like that. I don't want to get a BBL. Um, No veneers, maybe a nice Invisalign, teeth whitening, things of that nature. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't know, doing stuff to my body. That just seems scurry. I don't know. Y'all better just edit yourselves make ourselves look a little thicker I think if I really had it my way I there's like two procedures that I really procedures if you can call it that that I want right now like I want laser hair removal oh yeah oh yeah and there's a place in Chicago that's like where all the like Lori Harvey goes to this one like the Kardashians do but if it's everybody says laser though the only thing is it does grow back like it doesn't go away completely Cause you have to do so many sessions, right? Yeah. Like you have to go back so many times. So that I think it's like three or four. Cause I want to do full face. And then I really, it sounds, oops, I burped. Um, it sounds stupid, but I really want to get laser hair removal on my fingers. I get hair on my fingers. It's like- I hate it. Like it's like that weird insecurity that like people have. Wow. Because I can't I feel like I have hair on my fingers too, but it's like very nobody else probably sees it but me. <laughs> can't see it. Yeah, I'm like, I have to really look at it. And I'm but looking I'm like, under I this ring it. light. Here, let me turn my ring light up to look at my knuckle hair. I'm like, I want it gone. <laughs> that is such a very random part of your anatomy that you just like you over and done. It's like $20 to do it a session at this place. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Interesting. Oh, well, let me know how that goes. Mm. And like full face is 60. 
but I really just want to focus on my upper lip because I get that like weird five the little fuzz yeah. yeah so I'm like if that gets rid of the shadow well also first of all I hate I hate when I do my makeup and I realize I didn't shave my shadow in a while and you can mm-hmm. really see it and I'm like girl because you're looking smarter. like Steve Harvey your face is <laughs> <laughs> your face is beat and then you but I feel like too like like we said before about skincare being a black woman too you just have natural hyperpigmentation like Mm -hmm. it's not anything distinct and most times it's not even the hair it's just genetic genetic your mouth is a little bit browner than the rest of your face so that's how it works and that's how the cookie crumbles but I be wanting to be done with it um I'm sure we ventured off from our main topic, but y'all get the gist, I think ladies. We're oh, I think we literally were talking about dating. We were, but I mean, that's the thing. That's why we stopped because we knew it was nonsense. Also, ladies that, and gentlemen, when y'all date somebody, the man I was talking them. about, I texted him. <laughs> I texted him last night, and I like asked, like, because he said any ideas. I was kind of like, well, here are the options. And then he suggested a place and I knew the place he was talking about because he didn't say the name. And I was like, I said the name and he was like, yeah, he said, that's the one. And so I just said like, it was fun, but it was for this week, the availability. And that's when I tweeted, I was like, if you haven't replied in 20, almost 24 hours, like I'm busy. And so I replied and I was just kind of like, yeah, my cousin's in town because she is. So I'm kind of like, she's the priority of the week. And then the following week I have a friend visiting in town so I know like I gave him the exact date that I know I'm going to be busy but then something else got added to my calendar that week too so I like gave him the the rundown like this is the week next week like I have this date and then like I have this date and Mm -hmm. then he was like sounds good and then told me a friend of his is moving so basically his priority is that he's going to be spending all the time with his friend so I was kind of like is this a like I'm busier than you type shit? Like, like <laughs> okay, so if we're gonna out busy each other, then I guess we just aren't right. gonna see each other. No, that's the vibe I got was that it's like I don't know why I got the vibe that I was like, okay, like it's done then. Like we're not gonna see each other again. But I could be dramatic, but I also like haven't replied because what do I say? Like, okay, sorry. Yeah, like, all of this that. back and forth. I I haven't been on any dates in a while. Kind of want to take a little break. For some reason, I've definitely felt like I've dated more since the start of the pandemic, like right at the end of 2019 up until now than I did in college. And I'm like, you might need a break. This was like my first date in like three years really yeah so I've only been on two prior like ever and then I went on this one so it was like my third day ever um but interesting but it was like one of those things where I was kind of like I'm so inexperienced in this that I didn't know what to do and I feel like I gauged it like if I really liked this person by how excited I would be to see them after you know okay I feel like that's a good thing to do yeah. And the whole entire time I felt like instead of listening, I was trying to analyze like, okay, so how, like, do I like this person? How am I feeling? Like anything like that. Uh, the, the first date I think I'd ever been on 
I wanted to leave the first 10 minutes that I was on it. Like it was. It was that bad? Yes. It was. This man took his hat off at the table to show me how messy his hair was. Now, and you, you was, dating white dudes for real. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it was it was just the weirdest thing ever. And then I went on one that like was never ending, I feel like. And then asked me, he asked me to come over after. And then I was like, no, like I have class in the morning. And he was a grown ass man. I was like, I have class in the morning. And he was like, you can sleep on my couch. That was like the worst thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Like you can sleep on my couch. I was like, first of all. See, I always like to kidnap people with my dates. Like if I'm going to date with somebody, I'm like you. Okay, one first. I do want to gauge how I'm going to gauge how much I like you from that first date. Like if it goes really good, okay, I want to see you immediately. If it goes okay, yeah, okay, like nothing bad, but we can see each other like later on. I haven't been on any just flat out terrible dates. Who's to say in the future? Can't come down to that, but I'm definitely the type of person who if we're going to go on a date on Friday and I like you, we may just hang out Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. And I'm like, because like the fact that, <laughs> that's how I realized like, oh, I might not like, I don't know. I think I just was confused and like how I was feeling because immediately like when he asked like for my availability for this upcoming week, I was kind of like, I don't know if I have any, like, I didn't like think about like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh my God. First of all, you better than me. Cause you waited on him to ask you. I'm the type of person to be like, uh, so when we hanging out again? No, but I would have normally done something like that. That's how I knew. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Like, Cause when he was like, oh, like, let's go to like, like I had a fun time. Like, let's go to X, Y, and Z place after I would have been like, yeah, let's go Tuesday. Or something like that. Like I would have been like, yeah, let's go like on happy hour on Thursday. That's how I knew is because I wasn't immediately like, give him a date, like right then and there. Like I was like, let me think about this. Because I don't want to be bothered. Well, the last guy I was interested in, like I literally hung out with him one time. It was the pizza one. And he was going out of town like literally the next day. Well, it was not until like the evening of the next day. So I kind of and we had already had plans for the next day. Mm-hmm. We like bumped up the bridge the day we hung out like a day early Mm -hmm. just because we were both like excited to see each other so that's why I was kind of like the next day I was like oh my god I wonder if I'll see him again like because we originally had plans that day and it was I was literally like not counting down the days but I was like looking forward to like knowing when he'd be back Mm -hmm. and then I was like when he was back I was kind of like okay when am I gonna see you like that's how I knew but like I didn't get that and maybe it's because I'm hurt maybe I'm scorned and traumatized but I, I also have one petty part of it that I know why it's like why I'm not like the unfortunate circumstances like as much as I want to be like this is casual dating uh-huh. um I, I sound like I'm in therapy right now as much as I know this is but like this is casual dating like I'm 24 like mm-hmm. you also have to think about long down the road like what if I like this person like there is the intention to like for seriousness or marriage like we are I don't even want to think about marriage but the long term of these things and God, this is gonna be the worst thing I think I've ever said. Um, I like I personally am religious, 
Yeah. Are you now? Okay. We gonna have to get into this in another episode because I want to bring yeah. a guest on for this. But there is a big difference in people that are dating with intention and people that are dating just to date. And I know for me, I'm definitely a date just to date. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do a with intention, like- but. I feel like I want to be like, that's what I originally wanted to do with this was like date, just date to get it out there to see what's out there, like anything like that. But then it's like, you know, when somebody wants to see you again and then like, think about that, you have to think about like, if we hang out a second time, if we hang out a third time, like what comes down the road after that, you know, if you keep having a good time and going out and like something that I didn't realize, like it's on my list of importance is to like have somebody that also understands like religious points. But to have somebody that's like completely like has no religion, doesn't desire it, doesn't like anything like that, that kind of is one of the things for me where I'm like, oh, I can't do that because that's going to be something that's going to be important to me. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, that's something that you already know. Like, hey, this is something I'm thinking about. And it sounds like you've had time to think about this and really kind of put like it to action. Um I definitely can say for me, just in terms, all of my like interest and dating experience is always so chaotic and uh, unplanned. (laughs) I feel like I would love to put some thought behind it, but it just happens. So I'm usually just very much on my Drake flow. Like I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So most times I just roll with it. I just go with it. And that's how it goes. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm pretty sure I should put some more intention behind it, but sometimes it's like, it's fine. You'll figure it out. This will make a great story for the podcast later on. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure my therapist will enjoy some of these stories when I go talk to her. But for now, I'm just like, I know I was like, it's thinking whatever. About it, and I was like, Kendall, you sound like psychotic because that's no, a- but I hear people who say that I have friends who we were literally just having a conversation like this because mm-hmm. my wife yeah. was like, I feel like people who date just to date just want to fuck. I'm like no it's not like that I feel like men want to do that I feel like women don't like I feel like men just like if they date just to date or they say something casual on like apps like mm-hmm. genuinely just have the attention to be like you I know can see that, but just- I- men have sex with chicken sandwiches so you can't hold them to like a lot yeah yeah and I feel so like that's, that's also way. the thing too like there's so much I don't know. I feel like there isn't, there shouldn't be a reason whatsoever. Maybe this is like a second like topic episode of like, there's no shame in saying like you're dating for attention. Like there isn't. Yeah. I mean, we're young. We have like the time now, not to say you can't focus on 10,000 other hobbies or different things to improve your life. Like, but I know I personally do not have the time for a relationship whatsoever. Now like, I can say too, this is another topic. There are a lot of people that find themselves through relationships. I'm not that person, but a lot of people, like, I don't know, not to say they lack introspection, but have you met people who are like serial monogamous, but each relationship, they come out a little bit better, but you know, they could not be alone and do that. (laughs) One of my older best friends, like, we're not as close anymore, Mm -hmm. but he was definitely a serial monogamous, but like each person he dated, I think he learned a lesson from it because he was the type that like dated quickly, but fell very quickly too mm-hmm. for the person. And I like, I even noticed that with like his current relationship and the 
previous one is that like the previous one like she taught him a lot mm-hmm. and like the way he behaves like now with like his current girlfriend I just like watched it evolve into like a better man just kind of in a way but also like I feel like he definitely learned a lot in perspective of just like being I don't know I'm talking for him but like in my opinion I think he grew into like a much better man and that's the unfortunate thing about like dating in that same point is like I can say I've done this for men too like where I've made them better for the next person oh no I've definitely made men worse I want to bring that out of them you are terrible (laughs) you niggas are terrible it's the thing though it's like the worst thing is I see a lot of the guys like I used to talk to or like I was involved with like are now in like serious relationships and I'm like I definitely played a role (laughs) you coming into that you said I got you together yeah I don't think most of the men I've been involved with none of them are in serious relationships now and even the few that were in serious relationships after whatever we had going on they were still chaotic because I'm just like I know you still crazy as hell you You just dragging this girl through the mud well one of them definitely behaves like Tristan like I (laughs) and that's another thing too because it's like why why would you get into a relationship with somebody probably because it's convenient knowing good and well that like you're not gonna give up anybody else you used to talk to like there is one where he like consistently revisits from time to time like a check-in and I'm like, why, why are you even in a relationship at this point if you're going to continue, like, sliding in at any point? That's a good question. That is a good question. I feel like, I don't, I don't, yeah. And I almost wonder if it's because, like, maybe things get too serious in the other one. But then one of my coworkers who I said it, like, I was talking about it with mm-hmm. her, was, like, there's an area where he's probably not being fulfilled in that relationship. Oh, for sure. And, like talking to X, Y, and Z person fulfills that. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes people do still live in the past. Like even when they move on and have like new relationships, they still have whatever connectedness to people they used to be involved with. And as crazy or as hectic or as chaotic as the the previous relationship was, they still like, well, we still had good memories. Like I could still hit them up for stuff. I'm the type of person, once I'm done dealing with you, let's just end it. Let's sever ties. Like, it's let's crazy. burn this bridge. Because the last person this happened to with, like, that mm-hmm. same person that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. our conversations almost got better or, like, our relationship was better as they were in a relationship. So that's why I was like, it's an area not being fulfilled because you almost treat me better than you did when we were even, like, talking. Crazy shit, huh? That's given a lot of Lawrence and Issa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any of that. Like, I literally, I even was cracking a joke with one of my friends recently. I'm going to say this and then we can can move on to the last segment. But I promise you, I was like, I don't care how much I love Insecure and how much I love Issa. I'd be damned if I end up with the nigga from season one of my life. Now, what? First of all, I literally... If that were to happen to me, I'm going to go see all of the tarot, horoscope. Well, the crazy thing I'm is- I'm going to the um, priest. This cannot this, be right. When <laughs> this, this person, right. like my relationship with like that person, almost I started getting treated better than when we were like uh-huh. together, whatever, like was because I saw a TikTok that was like, 
<laughs> this person that you never got over is going to come back into your life. But like, you'll see the angel number two, two, two. And that's when the shit's going to start spiraling. And I was like, <laughs> I don't believe this shit. And then I went see, on Instagram. That's what you get. But why then I went, you that's why I was talking about the hex earlier, because I went on Instagram and I looked at this girl's story. I was scrolling through my stories and this one girl posted angel number two, two, two in the meeting for the day. And as soon as I saw that the next day, this shit started popping off. This man, when we were like talking, never wanted to hang out ever. And I literally propositioned it maybe six different times. while we were talking, I was begging. Okay. I was 21 years old and I was probably begging for this man's attention. And the, that same, like that next day, he, I said something about wanting to go to this one bar with no intention of him ever like asking me whatsoever. I had just said that I found it and I was like, oh, this sounds dope. And then he was like, let's go. And I was like, what? And then he was like, never mind, because I'd said that. And then also like three hours later was like, oh, we should get drinks sometime. And you were and like, what the fuck? Well, I literally looked at my phone and I was like, am I being pranked? Like, like it was just the weirdest thing because then after it became a spiral after like that, like, oh, like when can you hang out? Oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? Or like, how was your day? Like, this now, you know what? I have had that happen to me. It was it wasn't with anybody I was super serious about, but there was this guy who I really liked him a lot. And he would like hit me up and respond, but it was never the thing of like when I would talk to other guys, we'd be like, okay, like putting forth more of an effort. When are we gonna see each other? When we go hang out, when we go do mm-hmm. this, like how's your day going? He was just more like, okay, like whatever. And after a while, I put two and two together. I'm like, okay, you keep being unresponsive. Like obviously I'm not gonna make you like me or anything like that. I'm just yeah. gonna go like this other nigga who happened to like me. So oh well. So Period. we never it was weird because we just literally stopped talking, stopped hanging out. I didn't think about him like at all. I don't know. I just like blocked it out of my mind. I promise you a few years later, he hit me up relentlessly commenting on everything. This is probably when I was like, I don't use Snapchat at all, but I would be on Snapchat. He's like, oh, where y'all at? Like, we should link. Like, oh, you look so cute. Oh, hey, I'm why like, does that happen? And it's almost like, what? why are they nicer to you than you were when like you actually like- Because like, men hate themselves. <laughs> I'll literally be shocked and I'll be like, I didn't even know you like, but then I also am like, how much of this is an attempt to get the coochie cat? But it was so weird. Like, I don't, I don't feel like he was trying to be sexual or anything like that. Like, I, I think it might've been genuine, but it just still was, he was just on me so heavily. I was so confused. Yeah, I'm like, nigga, when I liked you three years ago, what, (laughs) what happened? And it's like, and I guarantee you, he didn't get more attractive. He probably looks worse. No, he didn't get more attractive. He looked the same, but I was just like, I'm definitely not interested. Not going to do that. <laughs> not at all. You guys, moving on. Y'all still, y'all still hanging in there? Moving on to the last segment of this show. We have You Are Drove. So again, you guys. Um, new listeners this segment is for like when you think something is going to turn out a certain way and it doesn't you just end up confused sad or playing oblivious to how things didn't work out in your favor and this week's story is kind of a little sad I'm sorry I picked this story but I don't know why they thought this would be a good thing um so I saw a news article you guys about how a man faked a robbery robbery and conspired oh, not 
Okay, this is like Jesse Smollett, but worse. Somebody actually dies. Um, very terrible. <laughs> but but still, this is some stuff where you know you shouldn't have done this. Basically, a father is charged with faking a robbery and conspiring with his daughter and a cashier. Um, the robbery took place at Burger King, and a man has been charged with conspiring with his daughter and um, another 16-year-old who were both employees to stage a robbery at the Burger King. And unfortunately, the the girl who died, her family, like her family isn't accepting this. They're saying, no, she would never be involved. But the details that the friend and the father have given kind of line up. So it happened on January 2nd, unfortunately, at the start of the year. It was in Milwaukee, and it at first appeared to be a robbery attempt. And then they actually issue a warrant for another employee who happened to shoot back at the assailants, when in reality, this was all planned. So... Um, according to investigators, basically, the father um, and Antoine Edwards conspired with the young victim and his own 16-year-old daughter, uh, his own 16-year-old child, who was an employee at Burger King, to stage a robbery. In the complaint charging Edwards for his role in the crime, investigators reveal his daughter was at the restaurant when the police responded to the robbery call. Um, they haven't released the daughter's name just because she's a minor, I believe. Um, but she did admit to um, participating in the stage robbery of Burger King. And his statements are consistent with that of his daughter, except he insinuates that what happened is he conspired with the daughter's friend. The daughter happened to be there, but he didn't technically conspire with her like it just so happened the details that they gave about um where they were that night they all kind of lined up to make sense but I'm just like damn that's crazy imagine you and your family just out here committing felonies thinking it's about to go right and somebody ends up dead and now y'all gotta go to jail I just that's terrible I've been watching a lot of like crime and heist movies too I was cracking a joke with my friend but my thing is in all like heist movies if you really think you go get away with this and somebody is not gonna be like somebody everybody's gonna leave unscathed that's not how it goes down no that's never how it goes down something is going to happen somebody is going to get hurt because one I don't know I don't I wouldn't just run up blasting a neo um fast food restaurant first off i live in st louis i don't know what the employees got going on in there like they said the other employee the reason the girl was killed is because the other employee shot back and i'm sure Wait, so what's gonna happen to the other employee is he gonna be like just let off i believe he's being let off because he was he's technically proven that he was defending himself from a robbery the only thing is i think he might get charge for carrying a weapon like possession of a firearm because he's technically a felon but oh. it's still like he can prove my life was in danger I was here and I thought they were robbing the place and going to kill me yeah because they did put his life in danger 
they did. But it's just like, why would y'all not think that this would have real life consequences? I don't get it. I can't commit no crimes. I don't see myself being the perfect person for a heist or a robbery. Mm -hmm. I was watching the Italian job last night. Great movie. I love Edward Norton. It's a get Um, money quick type thing, though. Like, that's what it is. True. It is. But my thing is, though. A Burger King. (laughs) Okay, a Burger King. But you can scam from the comfort of your homes now. It's so many people doing PPP loan frauds. It's tax season. You can scam safely from the comfort of your own home. Not to say you should scam me. Please don't. No. I have nothing to give. I'm going to be fighting for my life. Please don't do nothing. Like I told you before, <laughs> y'all can take my identity. I will. I got nothing to lose. If you want to take my debt and claim that as your own, I got nothing to lose. Take it. Don't say that. You gotta I'm look not going to the Lord's blessing. <laughs> go look up they're like uh we're calling because we want to let you know you were approved for your um 2021 tesla um we're having it shipped to your address can you please Girl, call residency in california like bitch, i wouldn't like. even be approved for that <laughs> i keep seeing everybody with a tesla now so who knows i want one i do i think if i ever bought a vehicle i would get a tesla not even out of like a luxury standpoint but just out of like that car is literally an ipad with wheels that's scary that doesn't scare you (laughs) i don't know i think out of the sense of like convenience (laughs) for the vehicle like you can literally upgrade your car like a cell phone it's an it's run by an app you can upgrade like if you want like the steering like the self-driving tesla it's a ten thousand dollar upgrade on the app the key is literally a credit card i can't see that for myself um I think I know for a fact, I know for a fact, if we had a robot AI revolution, I would be the first one dead because I prefer, <laughs> you have everything. I would literally, I would literally be the first one gone. gone. First of all, imagine you fighting like our robot and the robot oh, just reading Sunny. off all the poems in your notes app, beating your ass. I love like. Sunny. <laughs> Sunny and I would be friends. Okay. I Sunny would was fighting for his life against the bots. I could never literally I, I crack the joke again off topic but I love it but I crack the joke all the time if there is any sort of apocalypse I'm dying what am I fighting for like I was watching Eternals over the weekend and they were talking about how like basically the world has to blow up like that's the whole purpose like it's a celestial I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen Eternals yet but what Eternals is I was thinking about it as it was happening or like any of these Marvel movies were like, the world is going to end if we don't save humankind. Don't save us. There is nothing worth saving here. Okay. Literally. And I would probably already be dead. Like, I don't know if you saw the first Avengers movie when they just like took over New York like that. If I was a bystander in the streets of New York City, I would have already been dead. First of all, that's one thing I can appreciate about a lot of superhero movies they don't take places in like small towns so i feel like st louis we would be straight like they could just they have one do in whatever thor. in like new york or california but thor there was like a battle in a small town but they like protected the whole town maybe they but can do that in like springfield missouri or something like it's just one of those things though where i'm like i i could confidently say like i would have been taken in the blip i would have lost five <laughs> years of my life I know. So, uh, why did this just remind me? Apple sent out like a test alert for Missouri residents. 
and they were talking about a vehicle and they were like vehicle spotted in gotham city (laughs) (laughs) and just to show you how people in st louis st louis don't take shit seriously that's all everybody was tweeting about like batman better handle this shit like what y'all talking about gotham city what and sure enough apple like sent out the little notoriety thing like notification it was like test please ignore alert like what where is gotham city missouri make it make sense i also feel like that's a power (laughs) of twitter though where you could get a like an amber alert and people immediately are tweeting about it like who the fuck is this like Like, people so damn ignorant look for the car that's why there was one that came up on the tv it was for like kendall county illinois Mm-hmm. and it stopped my show for like a good 20 minutes that I was watching so I took a snapshot of it and I zoomed in on it and I was like I hope when his game was stopped it made him think of me <laughs> whereas I should have been looking for that damn kid <laughs> I am screaming I, I know Apple is fed up with the people as I am fed up with them but again when it comes time for any sort of revolution or revolt I will be in bed the apocalypse will have no parts of me i'm not fighting shit honestly if whatever what's that one movie where the purge i'll be dead first of all though the crazy thing about the purge is how did the movies get better with the sequels i feel like they got worse the first purge sucks i hate the purge first purge with um what's that guy name Ethan Hawkey. I hate the first one. It got scary for me. I had to stop watching because I was like, what would I do if this was real? Like, okay, one, I don't have no fucking money. So duh, somebody go break in my shit and take my stuff. I feel like I would be out there trying to rob someplace and then I would die. Like I would be out there trying to like handle breaking into Balenciaga. I would be looting. I would be a hundred percent. If it's legal, I would be looting. Neiman Marcus, Saks. Balenciaga like I literally I guarantee you I would be looting but it's like wouldn't be looting I don't think I literally would just be in the house like trying to stay safe because but then it's people people from like inside your house can kill you though I mean if my mama want to go there we can do that (laughs) but it's just me and her I don't feel like she would be like you know what now is the time I got life insurance on you I have to stake stake my claim like I don't have no roommates so it would not be a matter of like we just in this bitch banking like till death it's terrifying even like but wait which purge was it where they were watching the people uh fight for their lives which purge was that probably one of the newer ones because I only saw the first two and then I gave up I got too scared it got too real okay it was the first purge was a family in the house. The second purge was I found that like the government was involved and the government that was, was the like, election day one, right? I think so. And they were like killing off lower income communities. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to kill the lady who was gonna be like president. Okay, I remember yeah. that one. Then I think the third one, ooh, what's that man name? Oh, the finance man who played Daniel on Insecure. He and one of them. <sighs> Which one is it? I forgot the one, but he was like a black militant because they were trying to like, what were they trying to do? They were like on Staten Island. And they were killing people on like a housing project. It was, oh, the first purge. That's where it was. That's the one it was that he was in. All of the purge movies freak me out too low key. 
only because they remind me of Saw. Like you have to be a very twisted person to write a film such as that. Saw literally is also my worst nightmare. Yeah, I would give up. You would have to kill me. What? You want me to jump in a pile of needles, sir? Just what? literally kill me. Well, For remember- your enjoyment? The last one I saw where I was kind of like, yeah, I can't watch this anymore, was there was a guy who had the key to save himself behind his eye, and he literally stabs himself in the eye to, like, try to get it out. And I was like, at no point is my life worth that much where I'm going to put a knife in my eye. First first off. And also, you're not going to just get out and be able to be free. like That too. But I mean, I would die of shock. I don't think my body has enough tenacity to be like Sydney we go fight this my body would just be like bitch it's over lights out I'm just be like let me take a nap (laughs) you're just in the back sleeping through the entire saw you're the only person that makes it through at the end because you were asleep I just be like I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna wake up or just let me die in my sleep like also what the fuck did you do to this person they're just gonna do that to you (laughs) that too after I watched Nightmare on Elm Street I was literally scared to go to sleep after because you die if you die in your sleep you die in real life and you fight it for your life in your sleep killing people in like a housing project it was oh the first purge that's where it was that's the one it was that he was in all of the purge movies freak me out too low-key only because they remind me of Saw like you have to be a very twisted person to write a film such as that Saw literally is also my worst nightmare yeah, I would give up. You would have to kill me. What? You want me to jump in a pile of needles, sir? Just what? literally kill me. Well, For your enjoyment? The last one I saw where I was kind of like, yeah, I can't watch this anymore. Was there was a guy who had the key to save himself behind his eye. And he literally stabs himself in the eye to like try to get it out. And I was like, at no point is my life worth that much where I'm going to put a knife in my eye. First, first off. And also, you're not going to just get out and be able to be free. like That too. But I mean, I would die of shock. I don't think my body has enough tenacity to be like, Sydney, we go fight this. My body would just be like, no. bitch, it's over. Lights out. I'm just be like, let me take a nap. <laughs> you're just in the back sleeping through like, the entire saw. You're the only person like, that makes it through at the end because you were asleep. I oh, I'd just be like, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna wake up or just let me die in my sleep. Like, also, what the fuck did you do to this person? They're just gonna do that to you. <laughs> that too. That after too. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, I was literally scared to go to sleep after because you die if you die in your sleep, you die in real life and you fight it for your life in your sleep. Like, I just, I gave up. Like, I just gave up. I was like, sleeping isn't safe peeing isn't safe showering isn't safe like nothing is safe I I was gonna say again with things like that where you have to get into the survival instincts I don't have them I don't know how to grow my own food like what why are you expecting me to I no, I can't I don't know any combat. I don't have any combat training. Like, Part of me feels like I could be an Avenger, though. I think I could. I could. Okay. Before we end this episode, if you were going to be one of the Avengers, who would you be? I've thought about this so often. Um, I think I would like to be Black Widow 
Okay. Just because of the fact, like, they're literally, like, trained assassins, and I think that's so cool. But, like, she can also literally break limbs and die, so I also don't know if I want that. I think I'd want to be able to, like, if I broke my leg, recover quickly and get back up. You know, like, instantly heal. Yeah. Because she's still 100% human. Yeah, I was going to say... She's just, like you said, an assassin. She has those skills, like, in combat. Mm. I know who I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be Captain America. I feel like Captain America is so lame. He, all he has is super strength. I don't think he has the ability to quickly heal like that. He, think... he was made a superhero in the 1940s. Like, but what also, else like, would he need? Iron Man is literally just a man in a suit man is tight i like iron man i feel like i like iron man just because i like tony stark and i like robert downey jr i don't know if there's any of them that would literally like recover like vision maybe uh is wonder woman an avenger no she's in dc comics oh damn it's like superman wonder woman the flash Mm, those are the real people they have like real powers I think super speed is so cool. Like, I think that is so cool. Um, Who else is an Avenger? Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, but he does. None of them actually really like instantly recover. Not that I know. Spider-Man. Oh my God. I saw uh, No Way Home. I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Bro, they, Spider-Man was getting his ass toe up. I was like it was a great it was a great movie great movie but yeah I was just like oh this is so gruesome when did it, I don't remember superhero movies getting that nitty and gritty they like be beating the hell out of superheroes in movies now I tried to stay off social media so much like but in regards to that movie when it came out because I was like oh I want to see spoilers, it yeah but I couldn't go there was nowhere was safe nowhere was safe like I don't ultimately know what happened I think there's just a big part of it that I know is going to be in it like character wise it's it's good I'm I'm not even a big superhero movie person but it's actually good I actually like Tom Holland if I could be I don't know if I'd be an Avenger I think I'd be an Eternal I would definitely want to be more of like x-man like a also don't even know if i'd want to live forever a lot of these characters live forever mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd want that like just be miserable <laughs> like on the in the movie eternals like when i watched it some of them are like seven thousand years old and i was like i don't know because you constantly have to move around and recreate your identity but it's like i don't know if i'd want to be like see all of that like i mean you would have to you would literally I mean, i'm sure some of them have lived through slavery so i don't know oh my god there was a black eternal like there's a black eternal character and i was like why is nobody talking about his life like he probably unless he hid in the ship for all those years like i am screaming you're gonna make me go watch this movie but i also thought about it and i was like 24 years is awfully exhausting it's another movie like that they had another movie like that on netflix do you remember that one where they live forever and they were like protecting people i think it was with charlize theron probably oh my god people replied to my private story of who wants to be on the podcast (laughs) but nonetheless this has been a great episode we've been talking we have been talking but you know talking talking talking. that's how it was supposed to go uh you guys i definitely hope you got a feel for 
Kenny and her personality and the types of things that we will be discussing on upcoming episodes. But that is it for this week. Tune in. It's going to be us and some guests. I'm excited. New year, same me. So I'm going to give you all some new episodes, but please get into getting to the mindset you know how to you know how this go go um you guys leave some comments too on those social posts i'm doing what i can i need y'all to engage i know y'all watching because y'all be in them stories but i need y'all to engage um that's it for this week's episode adios hasta la pasta Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.